welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Montel Hardin, founder and CEO of the Efficient Fat Loss Club, where we're striving to bring you inspiring, informative, and value-packed stories from myself and extraordinary guests that we'll have on. The mission within this podcast is to help you become the greatest version of yourself physically and mentally by optimizing your body, health, and mind. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss weekly uploads and let's win the day. All right, what's going on, squad? And welcome to episode number three of the Discipline Man podcast. It's a pretty special episode right here because we got our very first guest, first lady, Miss Tosh, on the podcast for this episode to offer a woman's perspective. Maybe tell me some things I didn't even know about, but what's going on? How you doing at 1121 at night? Yeah, 11.21. Um, I'm doing pretty good. Today's been a pretty good day. You've been here with me, you know, most of the day, so you kind of know. But um, yeah, I can't complain. What about you? I'm doing well. I'm glad we finally got this podcast underway. We've been trying to do this for, what, like two a weeks? A week and a half. Yeah, so. a week and a half mm-hmm. to where we could both see. We have, if you not, if you didn't know, uh, I have a, an 11-month, I mean 11-week-old, not 11-month-old, an 11-week-old. And she has not let us put her down to go to sleep at night for like the last week and a half. Well, well, I'll change that. I'm defending. No, she she lets us sleep. Well, I do nights, but um, she does well throughout the night. But it's like when she first goes down at night, she really wants to be like held and cuddled and all that. So going down is a difficult part. But after that, she's pretty decent. After that first window, like once she gets into her deep sleep. Yeah. So t- typically it might be, you know, around 10, 11 o'clock or so. And we just been like, oh, we'll do it, you know, another day. Then I realized, like, probably going to do it at 11 o'clock. If right. We, if we want to get it in. That's just the uh, the flexibility that you got to create for yourself when you have a baby. But I'm excited for this one. So first podcast you also have your podcast that's getting kicked off uh, within the next week or so me personally i'm going to leave the link in the comments to that it's specifically well let me i'm gonna let you talk about with that what is your podcast uh specifically geared and tailored towards um kind of basically basically what the title says me personally and basically basically to kind of jump into that is it's me giving my perspective and my views on things that I've went through in my life to kind of let people see, like, you know, maybe other people have went through this as well, and they kind of want to hear about that. So, and maybe talking a little bit about marriage, you know, all things relationship, whether that be marriage or romantically, or even just relationships with coworkers and parents and your children, random things like that. So just kind of sharing my experience on so many different things that I've went through in my life and things that I'm going through now, things that I'm working towards, really just sharing me personally. I like it. So basically just chronicling your journey to, you know, getting to to certain goals and outcomes and mm-hmm. just certain life experiences. Right, right. I like that. That's exactly what we're doing on this podcast. So it's basically just the <clears throat> man and woman version uh, of the same podcast. Never thought about it like that. Yeah, my, my goal but, yeah. is to to chase. It's just maybe I'm a little bit more blunt with mine. Is is to chase extreme discipline, uh, become the greatest version of myself, and that part of that is in chronicling the journey, like the route to get there. Not necessarily meant to be advice per se, but 
if you're walking the same walk of life, if you hear nuggets that you can take with you, then by all means do so. Like, I think that's both of our, our purposes and both of our missions. But um, let's go ahead and get into this podcast. But hold on real quick. If you are listening on the podcast and you have not subscribed to the podcast, make sure that you hit the plus sign or that you add this podcast to your list of weekly listens uh, and also screenshot it and share it to your story or tag me on any social media platform you're on. Uh, and we'll be giving away $100 at the end of the month just as a thank you to uh, a loyal listener of the podcast. And also, if you're watching on YouTube, same concept. Take a screenshot, uh, subscribe, make sure that you're subscribed so uh, you don't miss any of the episodes. Uh, and we're going to go ahead and get into it. I had to do that, you know, shameless plug real quick. As you can see, we're talking about the topic of why your wife likes you or basically just your wife likes you more when you work out. Uh, I'm sure you probably clicked into this one because, like, wait, 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 hold on, hold on. Why is that? Why does my wife like me more? It's intriguing. Right. Why does she like me more when I work out? And Tasha's here mainly to offer the women's perspective. Now, we got a few stats. We got a few studies. But attraction is the type of thing that's it's difficult to study because people like what they like. It does, you know, some people like different things. Some people like Bigger people, smaller people, they like shorter people, taller people, like, you know, attraction is a hard thing to to put into statistical figures, but we try our best to kind of find uh, some things, and you actually don't really know the stats that, that we found. I'm sure you can kind of guess them, but... Um, um, no, you, you kind of told me a couple different bullet points, but basically... Um, this is just me giving my opinion. This isn't something that we've, like, already ran through beforehand, so um, I'm excited. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure. So uh, first off, before we get into the stats, uh, I want to talk about my personal, our personal experience. With, see, we've been uh, coaches inside our own fitness coaching company, the Efficient Fat Loss Club, going on, what, three years now? Two years, three years? Something like that. I feel like it's been longer. Every time you said, like, two or three years, I'm like, hasn't it been longer? But I think it is, like, three years. Yeah. Because we were living... We've lived here for over two years. It's about a year before then. So maybe, uh, yeah, yeah, about three years. Yeah, about three years. Yeah. So we've been uh, working together side by side for three years. Uh, I've coached the men inside our company, and Tasha has coached the women. Uh, and I know on my end, and obviously you speak you know, for the women, but I know on my end, uh, there's probably been a dozen different guys that have talked about how much more their relationship improved when they got in better shape, when they started making healthier, you know, taking up and adopting healthier habits, when they started stripping off body fat, when they started uh, getting stronger, when they started building their confidence, like their relationship improves. They, I remember that they, uh, I had a guy, I think his name, sorry if you're listening to this man, I can't think of your name and you hear the story and you realize it's you, uh, maybe Keith. Uh, he talked about how his wife just would not stop grabbing his arms because he was starting to see a lot of definition, a lot of definition. He was starting to see a lot of lean muscle. And all of a sudden, she's everywhere they go. She's just like hugging his arm. Like, of course, he loved it because, I mean, all guys, we love when our, our wives or girlfriends, you know, significant others, they, you know, grab onto you and kind of it's just like a good feeling and he had realized that that's not something that she had ever really did throughout the course of the relationship because i guess that she just her arms didn't just stand out to her 
But because he got them leaner, because he built a muscle in that area, now all of a sudden she was extremely attracted to that part of his body, that muscle group. And it's like, those are the type of things that you need in a relationship over time. Like you want your spouse to be getting better. Like the, uh, the fine wine, you know, I get better with time, like fine wine, like that whole analogy. Like you want your spouse to be getting better over time, not worse. Not saying that they have to look like a supermodel for you to stay attracted to them. But taking care of your body isn't just for you when you're married or when you're in a you know committed relationship. It's also for your spouse. Have you heard any or have you had any of your women talk about how their relationships have improved as a result of getting in shape? Oh, yeah. My, my lady's probably going into a little bit more detail than that. But um, yeah, for sure. I, I know there's been a couple of times like they started they started a new program with us and then they've been in the program about a month or so. And they come to me and they're like, Coach Josh, my husband has just told me that I look amazing. He used to not really give me compliments that often, but I think that he really sees that I'm working out and he sees that I'm um, really into trying to figure out what's going to be the healthiest lifestyle for me and just really trying to better myself. And I think that he thinks that's attractive. Because ever since, you know, he's constantly giving me compliments. And it's something that happens almost like clockwork. Yes, I agree. I'm, I'm glad that you said that because everybody thinks that the confidence comes from the amazing body. But it really doesn't. Confidence comes from habits. Confidence mm -hmm. comes from, like, I see you. And we're going to get into that here in a minute. But I see you doing good things for yourself. And because I love you, it makes me feel good to see that. Mm -hmm. Just like vice versa, if you see your significant other constantly doing unhealthy things, constantly doing things detrimental to their mental and physical health, it's probably going to make you less attracted to them. Mm -hmm. Other than the spectrum, if you see them pouring into themselves, taking care of themselves, grooming themselves well, uh, you know, working on their body, uh, putting good things into their body, like it's going to make you more attracted to them because we just desire people more when they're taking care of themselves. Right, right. And I think especially because once, if you think about it, once you get with somebody, you're wanting that person, that person that seems like, you know, first get with somebody, it seems like everything is the best and you want the best. But in order to get the best of them, they have to continue to work, to work on themselves, whether that be, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally, like you constantly have to be working on yourself to be your best self. So I think that that's why that's so attractive is because you want that person that's always going to be happy and excited. And that comes from taking care of yourself. Yep, 1000%. And I know you guys may be like, well, my wife tell me she like my dad, but she like my belly. She rub on my belly when I like. And I'm sure she does. And as she should, because you should love your spouse at any size, anyway, whatever the case may be. But do you think she's going to complain if you get some abs? Do you think she's going to complain if your uh, biceps and triceps start popping out of your shirt? Do you think she's going to complain if your shoulders get broader uh, and you get some more energy, your testosterone levels improve? Like, Do you think she's going to complain? I'm sure you love me as I am. Uh, obviously, I might not be the best example because I'm in you know, relatively good shape. But even if I was, let's say I was 30, 40 pounds, I'd gain 30, 40 pounds you probably would not change the way that you loved me. But as far as attraction, like as far as desire, physical desire, which all every single man listening to this podcast wants his woman to desire him more physically. Like there's no if, and, or, bus about it. There's no, I don't care who you are. You want your wife to desire you uh, 
physically. So obviously that will probably change. If I no longer was the person that, you know, conventionally you desired from a physical aspect, because even though we are married, you have your preferences and you have your thoughts about what you find attractive. If I was no longer that, it would probably be a little bit hard, wouldn't it? Yeah, I think 1000%, just especially because you've been... I mean, we both went through our different cycles and changes as we've been together, especially when it comes to uh, appearance-wise, you know, from getting older, um, I've gained weight, I've lost weight, I've had a baby, I've, you know, now not pregnant. Even you going from, you know, when you first started your fitness journey, like you thought you knew everything, you thought you knew what you were doing, and then, you know, continue to learn more and get stronger and get healthier, and then, you know, our... uh, pandemic weight that we kind of picked up a little bit just all those different things happen but it's never been anything that was drastic enough on your side at least that was drastic enough to be like oh he's gained 30 40 50 pounds but I do think that it would for sure make me kind of see you a little bit differently just because that's not the man that you've always been if I'm being honest so I kind of feel a little bit different like you know but luckily I think that uh we have that open line of communication that I'd be able to tell you like Dude, you know, I I don't think that you're taking care of yourself. And I think we need to do something about it because this isn't you. Exactly. And it would come from not the, the all your body's changing aspect, but it would be because of a result of what the habits are. And that's what that's what we're really going to dive into. But like you getting overweight, you gain 50, 60, 100 pounds, like your habits took you there, meaning that you sat on the couch and had your entire arm in a bag of Doritos every night, or you guzzle wine and uh, te- uh, tequila, you know, after work, you're taking shots and you're eating out three, four or five times a day. You're not moving your body. You're not being active. Like these habits are what your wife isn't attracted to. Like that y'all want us, correct me if I'm wrong, y'all want us to be doing stuff. Y'all want us to be doing things that you feel proud of. Like, oh, my husband does this or my boyfriend does that. Like, you want us to do things that you can brag on, that you can feel inspired by, that you can feel motivated by. And stuffing your arm inside of an extra, extra large (laughs) bag of Doritos and watching Thursday Night Football ain't that. Yeah, it kind of just, this is a little bit different, but it kind of makes me think of this TikTok I saw the other day. And basically it was like, why I love being married or I love being, I think it was, I love being married because, and this lady was basically saying that there's duties that her her husband has that she doesn't have. And some things were like, I think he kind of takes care of the bills. And she was saying she doesn't really know how things get paid. They just get paid because he does that. Or he takes out the trash and things like that. It kind of goes back to what you were saying. Like guys have things that they're kind of supposed to do. And even when it comes to like, physically like a man is supposed to be uh the protector and so when it comes to physically if you want to have that physical appearance where you feel like you can protect your lady because that's one of the things that's on your list just the appearance guys just the appearance you ain't gotta actually do it just the appearance yeah helps out because you know sometimes you're in situations and sometimes you might need a little bit extra help or y'all might all need to take off running but just the appearance of being like, man, this dude could probably fight for me if I if I wanted him to. But if your wife sees you laboring up the up the steps, or uh, you can no longer pick up your 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 kid's car seat because your arms are so weak that you can't hold the car seat for long, and she sees you struggling with that, like she's gonna take mental note of that and be like, man, 
man, this dude is, this dude is getting weak. Like, this dude, he got to do something about this. Like, she might not ever say it, but she's going to be thinking that in her head. So, uh, that, that's, that's huge. That's huge. So, let's get into the stat. We only have one stat. That's all we took a little bit more time. Kind of getting <laughs> One <our> stat. <laughs> we only got one stat. This one must be enough, then. It's, a, it's pretty good. So, in a poll of 1,000 women, pretty good sample size. I typically, uh, when I'm doing, you know, scientific studies for nutrition, uh, training things, you know, uh, physiology, things like that. Uh, I typically look for studies of a thousand uh, cases or more, because typically that's a pretty good sample size, um, but it depends on other variables too. I was just gonna say, I remember reading something that talked about um, uh, when you're doing research and looking up studies, I think it said if there's typically at least 500 people that like participated within the study, then it counts as like a good study. Yeah, I would I would agree. Depending on the the control group, the variable, I mean, uh, and the variables, things like that, I would say that five hundred is definitely a good number. Even a hundred is a good number, depending on what exactly we're studying, yeah. depending on what the variable, like you know, the control group, depending on all that stuff. It could be a good study even with a hundred people. With a thousand people, and this is just opinion based. Uh, we're gonna say that it's a pretty good depiction. A thousand is a small city. Uh, we got we we come from a hometown that ain't too much bigger than a thousand people, so that's oh, a pretty man. that's a pretty yeah. good <laughs> sample size. So, a study of one thousand women, uh, majority of them between the ages of twenty five and thirty four. So that's between our age range and the majority of our clients, and probably the majority of uh, guys that are going to be listening to this podcast, and maybe women. If you came, if Tosh ends up posting this, you came from her page, and you're on here, you're like, why am I listening to the Discipline Man podcast? Right now? <laughs> Probably because of her, but uh, between the ages of 25 to 34, here is what they preferred in a man from a physique perspective. So 4% wanted skinny men. Uh, this is, by when I say wanted, this is what women chose. Like when they were asked these, there's uh, five different builds and they were asked which they preferred most. 4% said skinny men, uh, 16% said they wanted either built or stocky men. So this would be, uh, I guess, what, what what they call now thick, thick zaddy. Is that, is, that what they're, is that what they're saying these days, the uh, thick zaddies? Or I think it would be more like thick boy is kind of like the term. Like, I think it's, I've never said that, but I hear people say that and I see that on like Instagram and things. Like, they'll see a nice looking you know, somewhat bigger guy, and they're like, oh, he's a, he's a thick boy. Yeah. I've never said that out loud, but yeah. Yeah. And, hey, and y'all be on the lookout for that. I'm not saying that you shouldn't be confident in yourself or where you are, but be confident with, I mean, be cognizant of what women are saying this, because a lot of times they can be saying this because they want somebody that they feel is not going to challenge them to change themselves. Because so, if you're a thick zaddy, they're probably a, a thick mama as well. And a lot of times that can be recipe for disaster because both of y'all get together and you don't want to change anything about your health. And guess what? You, you just get thicker and thicker and right. thicker unless, and thicker. Unless you're someone that's, uh, I guess right now we're using the word thick. He's thick, she's thick or whatever. And you both are, you know, conscious about being healthier, such as, you know, exactly, you're not yeah. crazy with your eating and you both have an exercise regimen then. Completely fine. I'm not talking about you. At exactly. All. Exactly. And there's a difference between your natural build and being extremely overweight. Right. Some people are just going to be built at certain set points from a weight 
aspect. Like your body mm-hmm. likes to hang out at certain weight ranges. I'm not talking about that. We're talking about tacking on an extra 7,500, 200 pounds of body fat. Like there's no excuse for that. And if you're a guy and you're in that situation, that's what we're talking about. Like don't, don't, if you're at that area and you like find a woman that she just loves that, chances are she's probably 7,500, 200 pounds overweight mm-hmm. as well. And y'all are just kind of going to combine those bad habits that got you to that point uh, and be even worse off uh, as a result. But 16% built or stocky. And built also means extremely buff. So also extremely buff and thicker, stocky, heavy set, whatever the phrase that you can turn you use. 35% wanted lean men. So when I think of lean, I'm thinking of, you know, a guy that's maybe 5'10", 185 pounds. He has abs, like visible six-pack. That's what I think of when I think of lean. Is that similar to what you um, I guess so. If I were to go through these that I think we have right here. Skinny, I would say, coming from the female, female perspective, is more of a guy who is skinny, but more of like stick skinny like there's no definition you know there's no cuts there's no abs there's just more of you know i can see your rib cage that's kind of what i think of when i say when you say skinny the built and stocky is uh yeah maybe like the thicker guys but also can be like the muscular guys but um really stocky like you know really big broad shoulders kind of wide build type of guy got you so 35 percent want the lean men we're going to call that guys with abs. That's going to we'll say that's the approach. Oh, and then lean. Yeah. yeah. More of like, yeah, guys with abs. And then 44%, so basically almost half, wanted an athletically built man. Now, there's a reason for this. Um, it goes back, that's in a whole other podcast episode. But women naturally lean towards guys that they feel, just like you said earlier, can protect them, that they feel are naturally strong that they feel could win in a fight. Even if you never think about these things, and even if your husband ain't even that type of guy, subconsciously, women choose their partner based on those types of things. And men do the same. Men choose their partner subconsciously, even if you never think about it, based on do you feel that this woman would be good to for childbearing or would she be good is she somebody that you consider, you know, feminine and softer? Like, does she have a feminine body? Or does she carry herself in a feminine way? All these different things. Like, men subconsciously look for that. Just like women subconsciously look for masculine features. And athletically built kind of leans directly into that. Like, you've got good size, but you've also, you're also lean. You've also, you know, you can see your abs. It's not like you're just a skinny guy with abs. I've been a skinny guy with abs before, uh, and it's not nearly as impressive as a guy with a lot of muscle that also has abs. So um, that's what athletically uh, athletically built kind of means. So 44% of women want an athletically built man, and that just means lean muscle, and you're not extremely lean either. Like, you don't have to be 8% body fat because the majority of women – based on the study, do not want extremely buff or fat guys. So that in the spectrum, just like they don't want extremely skinny guys or extremely lean guys. Yeah, I think it's just somewhere in the middle. When I think of um, athletically, okay, so let's say I was looking for a guy, hypothetical, you know, I'm not married in this situation. But um, I would go towards somebody that's athletically built. And I would, I'm picturing in my head somebody that has, you know, definition in the arms. 
they have nice legs, they have abs, they have, you know, they just look really well put together and they look like they could play, you know, I guess I can't say any sport because everybody's build is different, but they look like they could play a sport. See that? They look like they could run. Did y'all hear that? They look like they can play a sport. That's what she thought about. That's one of, actually the number one thing that I say I think of is that they look like they could play a sport. Y'all heard it here first. This opinion is, her opinion is the one opinion that all women on, on earth have. But no, really, for real, though, like this is how a lot of women think in terms of, you know, what they want in a guy from a physical aspect. Mm-hmm. So that's why, like, that's why you're here, because I would have never thought that you would have said that. And we're married. We've been together for eight, going on eight years, not going on nine years, one of them. Going, going, on, eight going on eight years. So going on eight years, I would have never thought, like, if I had to say what you would say, I would have never thought that you said he looks mm-hmm. like he can play a sport. But that's what came to your mind because that's how you're wired. We're wired to want certain things. So athletic build, guys. Typically, for a woman, if she sees a guy that can play a sport, and when I say sport, I don't just mean the traditional sports. But, yeah, traditional sports or lifting or um, any any type of sport there is. Basically, you just do athletic things every day. Yeah, it seems seems like, you know, you got to get routine down. You're yeah. strong. You. It's just. It's a. It's a nice. It's a nice look. Exactly. Which is exactly why. It's a nice appearance. Yes. Yeah, so why exactly why I tell my guys to treat themselves like athletes. I tell you know tell the women on our mm-hmm. program the same thing. But you're an athlete. Treat yourself like an athlete. When you go train, treat yourself like you're you know how an athlete would actually train because that's what you are. Like just because you don't play a sport or get play, uh, get paid to play a certain sport, you're still an athlete because you have a body. Like, right, right, and that's why I mean I'm not. I'm just not meaning that traditional sports. If you get up and you train, and maybe that's four days a week, you go to the gym or your home workouts, whatever it may be, you qualify as an athlete. Yep, one thousand percent, one thousand percent. So um, that was the stat. That was the one stat, ladies and gentlemen, uh, or mostly gentlemen, and maybe a couple of ladies, uh, and a follow of one thousand women. So athletically built is what most women are going for. And this is great, guys, because this means that you don't have to try to get to 6% body fat. And you also don't have to tack on 50 pounds of lean muscle. All you got to do is strip off the stubborn fat, build up a little bit of muscle, broaden your shoulders out a little bit, put some size on your chest a little bit, get some abs at least pop in a little, like, it ain't even got to be a full six-pack. Maybe just Maybe just a flat stomach. Because abs are honestly, I would think, once again, that's why you're here. Abs are kind of overrated for most women, aren't they? There's not something that yeah. women, that stand out to women a lot. When when I, when I talk about, like, what's attractive, like I said, maybe the arms, the chest, maybe having abs, legs. I am saying abs, but I'm just not meaning, like, pop out abs. Like, you know, there's different levels to abs. You can, everyone has abs. Even if you don't see them, you have abs. So if you just have a little bit of definition, you have, you know, you still got some, you may still have a little body fat, but you got some lines, you got some definition. I can see that there's some abs there somewhere. That counts as well. Like there's, there's different levels too. Exactly. And yeah, abs are for sure overrated. That's kind of like 2005. Yeah. And all this boils down to what I've always been saying. If you follow me on any social media platforms for a while, uh, then I always say hanging out between anywhere between 12 to 15% body fat is the absolute sweet spot. 12 uh, to 15% body fat means that you're probably seeing your abs. 
you probably have a lot of definition in certain areas of your body that stand out already. Uh, you're probably training consistently. You're eating good food. Your health markers are all in a good place. Like 12 to 15 percent is the place to be because you can hang out and toggle between 12 to 15 and go on vacation. Let's say you go on vacation at 12 percent uh, and you just fall off the wagon for a few months. You end up at 15 and then you get right back to 12. Uh, or if you really want to dial it in, you're already around 12 percent and you can get down to 10, 9 percent. Uh, and then you'll get there and you realize that it ain't all this cracked up to be and it's not very sustainable. And then you get back to around 12 and this is where you're the most comfortable. Body fat is not a bad thing. I'm not advocating to try mm -hmm. to get as lean as possible. Body fat is good uh, and from a health aspect. Uh, and as you can see in the study, women actually don't mind a little bit of body fat as long uh, as it's controlled, 12 to 15 percent. Yeah. Maybe even closer, closer to 20%, depending on your build uh, and depending on your specific woman. But 12 to 15%, uh, and you're pretty much good. So last but not least, we just want to talk about our personal experience of living a healthy lifestyle together. Because I think that this is something that's very underrated. And, and people, guys especially, don't really think about. Like It's not just about the physical benefits. It's not just about the, you know, how you look uh, or performance or anything like that. It's just more so doing something beneficial, doing something that your wife uh, enjoys to do, doing something that pours back into you together. Like we work out together all the time. We go on walks all the time. We prep our meals together all the time. Like, how would you say that, or uh, first off, how big a part of that do you think is is our life like making sure that we're doing things together to kind of balance our health like is that something? when it comes to doing things together that revolve around our health such yeah. as yeah i guess that's, i guess what, or, or let me rephrase the question um do you think that the health regimens that we have and we share together are a big part of our relationship Yes, 1000%. Um, it's a way for us to connect because not only do we work together, but this is also part of our personal life as well. So, um, you know, getting to work out together, like you said, if we go for um, one or two or sometimes three walks together a day, family walks and everything, it's, it's quality time. So that's time we get to spend chatting about whatever, catching up on whatever, uh, getting to see each other hit our you know goals that we have set like it's it's watching your partner grow and exactly. also being able to kind of you know chat about it and connect exactly and i think that's a huge thing as well because think about if you don't if you don't work out or you don't exercise then most likely the only time that you're like cheering your significant other on or they're cheering you on is like maybe you got a promotion or maybe you won something at work or something like that but outside of that and that's probably that's maybe once a year you know every six yeah, months we don't, that they we don't get to get achieve any that. wins as exactly adults. you kind of have to search for those exactly and working out is a type of like 10 times throughout a workout might we might high five good job you killed those squats let's go or you're working each you're grinding you know do pushing more, each like, other like yeah and i think that that that's played a huge factor because it's taught us to cheer each other on. Uh, it's taught us to help each other kind of push through. 
uh, certain things. And I feel like it's been extremely beneficial and bled into other areas of life. Like, obviously, we, we built a business together, which, like, I think that's huge, too, because that's similar to health and fitness. Like, we've had opportunities where we've had to sit in the trenches together and really build something together and really cheer each other on. Like, you bring in a new client into our program, and we're both hyped up and we're excited about it. And we're high-fiving each other. And we're, like, really competing with each other, but also supporting each other as well. And it's the same thing in your workouts and in your training. It's like... To me, the more opportunities you have for your spouse to cheer you on and high-five you and tell them they're proud of you and that you did great, uh, the better your relationship is going to be. And I feel like health and fitness affords us that opportunity. Maybe we can get it in another aspect or area of life, but I can't think of anything off the top of my head where you could get that every day. Like, I don't think there's anything you can get that every day. Like, maybe you can, you, y'all can strive to go get some promotions or whatever uh and but that's still like once a year once yeah. every two years but like working out is the only thing that's like something every you day. get a lot of excitement out of exactly like maybe there's some other things out there but this is something that i truly know from our experiences that you can get a lot of excitement out of like it's it's cool it's fun to be able to see yourself and your spouse your significant other you know working out together and like i said hitting goals and just on this lifestyle to be your best self. Exactly. And and guys lead the house or at least your your woman would prefer for you to. Even if she is leading it right now, she probably really doesn't want to. And you lead the house that there's so many stats in that. One that comes to the top of my mind is that ninety one percent of in 91% of cases if the man goes to church every Sunday, then his entire family goes. Ninety-one mm-hmm. percent of the time. But I think there's a. I think the stat is that if the dad doesn't go to church, then the entire family only goes. I think seventeen percent of the time. I might be a little bit off in those numbers. I forgot to research them, but that's a drastic difference. I know the difference is drastic either way. Even if it's not seventeen percent, I know ninety-one percent is right, but I'm not sure about seventeen. And I think it was like two years ago, it was um, Father's Day and my parents were visiting us. They were in town and uh, we all went to church. And like I said, it was Father's Day and the pastor mentioned that stat. I remember it was a really high number. So let's say it was the 91% of families if their dad or husband, you know, goes to church and the whole family follows and goes. And that was the day I really realized like, man, like a man really is a leader. Like he really does, you know, lead the family. Exactly. And sometimes you might not necessarily be in that position because of your habits, like not saying that, oh, you're because you got a a belly. uh, That means you can't. I'm not saying that at all. Like, don't you know, don't make it seem like it's just in a vacuum. But think about what being 100 pounds overweight means. This means that you probably only do the bare minimum amount required of you. That this means that you've you've been in situations where you're overeating consistently you don't move your body and chances are in the last year or two your wife probably has tried to diet or try because women are a lot of times always you know under pressure to go on a diet or to go and try and work out it's just something that you deal with exactly it's because of society at least once or twice a year you're gonna try to diet or you're gonna try to work out or whatever the case may be and you you're sorry but been holding her back you're sorry but when she's trying to diet is bringing in fried foods and you're doing Uber Eats. And when she's trying to work out, uh, you're sitting on the couch watching her. 
or critiquing her, or I, I don't know how many times I know you've heard that, like guys that literally are like almost hating on their wife, uh, wives yeah, as like, they're working out. There's been lots of times. I'll just say, like before they even get to the, you know, joining our team, just talking to them on a call. And there was this one time in specific, uh, specifically where I reached out. There was a lady that reached out to me, I believe, and she was interested in joining the team. So I went through, you know, all the different things that I felt I needed to know, just kind of, you know, getting to know her and everything. And her husband mentioned something like, yeah, she's tried this before multiple times. And just he was just giggling and laughing. And she was like, well, do you think I should do this? Because, you know, if you want your spouse to feel confident in you and feel like, you know, you can do this and cheer you on, but she wasn't getting that. And he was just laughing and going on and on about, you know, you're, you're not going to do this. You're not going to work out. You're not going to do this. You're not going to do that. And so um, she was kind of, she was going with what he was saying. And so I basically kind of had to let her know that if this is the mindset that you're going to have, then you're not going to be the best fit for my team because I can't have you bringing everyone else down just because you're going off what your husband says and you're letting him believe you're, you're letting him, you know, make you think that that's true. Exactly. Exactly. And that's like, whether you're, you might not be that extreme to where you're literally telling your wife that she can't do it. But if she's meal prepping and right beside her meal prep, you got some Popeye's in there or you got your, mcdonald's meal in there or whatever uh then that subconsciously tells her that she can't do it because she's alone in the process and alone in the journey and that's why that's really how we got on the whole topic of leading the family anyway because if your wife is the one your girlfriend is the one that's trying to lead the charge when it comes to health probably gonna fail like the whole family probably isn't gonna get on board but if dad but if hubby but if the man leads the charge when it comes to health for his family and for his relationship, then I guarantee you, you're more likely to get your woman on board. You're more likely to get your kids on board. And you guys are more likely to make it a lifestyle for yourself, which is ultimately what we are looking for. So, um, yeah, that's I had another point that I wanted to bring up to kind of mm -hmm. go with that. But our, our baby is literally she's on the couch like right over there and she started squirming around and making sounds so like yes. she's about to interrupt this podcast didn't that she? may be our cue yep yeah she does this little uh like squirm and like grunting noises like when she's trying to wake up and she does that for like 20 minutes or so and then when she wakes up then she'll do this little whine as she stretches i'm like do all babies whine because they're waking up but it's it's funny but it's also cute yeah yeah so um Hopefully, you guys got a lot of value out of this podcast. Um, hopefully, it's kind of sparks good conversation. But most of all, me, I've talked to a lot of guys. I'm on, on the other end of the phone with guys that they know that their wife or girlfriend doesn't find them attractive anymore. They're not complimenting them anymore. They're not trying to be intimate with them anymore. They are just not in a good place with them or... Uh, they, I've had a couple of guys that even talked about how their, their wife wanted to leave them because of their habits, not necessarily just because of their body, because very few people are that vain and that shallow, Right. but it's because of their lifestyle habits. Some people don't want to see you literally deteriorate in front of them. They don't want to see you constantly. You, you, you went to the doctor and they just told you your A1C levels were high. 
but then you get home and your wife knows this and you know she's gonna flip because they always, you know, you guys always, y'all are honest. Like y'all are always gonna care a lot more about certain things than than we might in the forefront, but we should care about it just as much. So your wife is already on you that your A1C levels are a little bit higher, that your blood pressure levels are high. And then you come in with uh, some Snickers and, and Reese's and lemonade and you just make it even worse. And your wife is looking at you like, dude, like we need you, bro. Yeah. And it's, and it's not even the fact that you have the Snickers and lemonade. It's the fact that you always have the Snickers, the lemonade, the Popeyes, the whatever takeout. It's the fact that your person, you know, out of love, you know, they're watching you and they see that you're acting like you don't care. So to them, it's like, do you really want to be here? You know, do you exactly. want to be here for, for me? Do you want to be here for, if you have children for them? So I think like, if there's any takeaway coming from, you know, the female perspective, if there's anything you want to, you know, take away from this, I think it should be to wherever you are, whatever uh, your body type may be, your build, whatever you're, you know, trying to get to or whatever. I think um, you should just be focused on being your healthiest self. Like, if you're constantly just trying to be your best self and your healthiest self, then you will be your best self. Agreed, 1,000%. And I'm going to leave y'all with this. A lot of guys try to change their body from a place of hatred. Like, I get, I was I was like a two-week a two week time frame where every night, in the middle of the night, I was getting a message from guys like, man, I'm ready yep. to do this. Man, let's go. But that's because he just got out of the shower and he looked at his body and he's disgusted. Or that's because his wife had his back had her back turned to him for another night in the bed and he's just tired of it. Like you're doing it from a place of hatred and that never lasts. What you need to do instead, there goes the baby right there. What you need to do instead is do it from a place of love. When you're looking at your kid, when you're looking at your wife, when you're lo at, looking at your family and everything that you've built, say, this is why I need to get healthy because of everything that I have established now. So do it from a place of love and not a place of hatred for self. And you're much likely to build that consistency. So that's it. That's all. Please give Tosh an internet hand clap uh, for hopping on and let us know if you want her back on the podcast. We're hoping to do more and more episodes together because mm -hmm. I think part of being a disciplined man, part of being a man uh, that, that, that can lead his his family that can master his health that can master his mind uh is an understanding what his female counterpart really wants out of him and how she can how he can best help her um so yeah because she wants to be a part of your life she wants to know how you think and your brain and what you have going on and also to know that you care about what she thinks so make sure that you know you're communi you're communicating with her yep that's it so peace out Talk to y'all soon. Make sure to tag me, Coach Montel, on pretty much every platform uh, for a chance to win the giveaway. Uh, and then also just an opportunity to share a very cool up-and-coming podcast uh, with your homies uh, and help them get in the best shape of their lives, too. Because it's not just for romantic relationships. You should want everybody in your life to be healthier because mm -hmm. that means you get to spend more time with them. That means that they live a higher quality of life. Uh, and everybody wants people around them that are living high quality lives that feel good about themselves. They're confident. They're happy. I think we all want as many of those people around us as we can, but it starts with us. So if you're going to get that, better start with you. So that's it. That's all. I'll talk to you guys soon. Peace.